Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Money FM 89.3 this Monday morning. I'm Lin Lee and you're on breakfast. All eyes were on China in the past week as it held its first in-person Boao Forum since the COVID-19 outbreak. For Singapore, it was an opportunity to further take forward and upgrade its bilateral relationship with the world's second largest economy. As both countries look forward to pursuing new collaboration in forward-looking areas such as digital and green economies. This comes as Singapore's Prime Minister Lee Sin Lung makes his first visit to China in nearly four years to meet with China's top leadership including President Xi Jinping and Premier Li Qiang. For more analysis we are joined now by Dr Tan Ki Gyap, Chairman of the Singapore National Committee for Pacific Economic Cooperation. A very good morning to you Ki Gyap. Good morning Lin. How are you this morning? Very good and yourself? Well, I'm great to join the Singapore Most Influential Radio Station. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's start on the conversation. At the Pu'au Forum, President Xi said that Singapore's ties with China sets the benchmark for other countries in the region. What do you think are the key factors that have contributed to the success of Singapore-China ties so far? Well, I think uh, if you trace the history, the Suzhou-Singapore Industrial Park, uh, which started by Minister Mentor Lee Kuan Yew uh, mm-hmm. in, in the 90s. And after that, we have uh, Tianjin Eco City, we have Guangzhou Knowledge City, and then we have uh, Intergovernment Chongqing uh, Hub or Singapore-China Economic Corridor. So you can see this collaboration with China is long-standing and continue to move and evolve. So, so this is really why Singapore become China's uh, biggest foreign investor. Mm. And China is our biggest trading partner since 2013. And this kind of deep collaboration actually benefited Singapore. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the kind of collaboration also reflects what Singapore is good at. For example, the next exciting uh, moment in the development of China is uh, urbanization. And all these cities and hubs that we work with uh, we can provide the comprehensive solutions to urbanization of livable cities. This is our core competence. And therefore, by going to China, we are taking advantage of the latest trend in urbanization in the consumerism, the services-oriented kind of uh, activities. And I think that is why you find many Singapore companies actually already connected very well, whether it's government companies like Capital Land or private sector companies like, like Britox or mm-hmm. you know, Charles and Keith. So this is how I think trade helps enhance not just the uh, economic connectivity between the two countries, but also the people-to-people connectivity uh, at city level especially now. Okay, uh, PM Lee, in an interview to round up his six-day visit, said that the cooperation with China needs to be kept relevant as economies progress and interests shift. So how do you think Singapore can balance its good relations with China while pursuing its own interests? Well, I think it's very clear that uh, China is is uh, planning towards their future economy mm-hmm. and green economy and sustainable economy with quality GDP growth is very much in the agenda. Mm. And this is precisely how we explore new areas like our digital bilateral agreement between countries. I think we should also push this uh, with countries like China. 
and our green policy, and as a financial hub, our green financing mm. uh, is also very important. And and whatever you say, and in that being a consultant, currently uh, uh, I'm still to Suzhou Industrial Park. Mm. They have not put in green elements in many of their new buildings. And I told them, if you don't do it now, once the building is completed, it takes much longer time and costs more. And this is where Singapore explores new areas that they can work with China. Uh, so I think that is a future direction. Okay, Kiyap, there's another sector that we want to talk about, aviation. PM Lee also said that Singapore wants to work with China on restoring civil aviation services to pre-pandemic levels. What kind of impact do you think that will have on investors' confidence? And in what ways will that enhance economic flows between China and Singapore? Well, first of all, I think uh, we should push on to our Terminal 5. Mm. We know today. And this is planning for the future. And when the Chinese tourists flood to this part of the world, it'll be so fast. Once the China release the policy, just like they change from zero COVID to uh, open policy now, once they relax the visa for tourists, it will be flooded. Now, before the COVID, many airports, including Hong Kong, Malaysia, Abu Dhabi, they all try to expand their, their airport, including Singapore. Hmm. But now, because of the COVID, some economies are damaged. Financially, they may not be able to do it. But Singapore is in a very different position. So if we plan our infrastructure terminal 5 to cater for the potential flow of tourism, now when tourism comes, it is a low-lying fruit. And it creates employment in Singapore. And it helps our FMB. And not only that, when Singapore is successfully becoming a hub for those Chinese tourists to go to ASEAN, ASEAN country benefited. So we must, you know, put our position as the aviation hub, mm. which we are doing so well, you know, and we are so successful together with Singapore Airlines and also Seal So I think, yes, this is an area that we must prepare for future growth. And this is enhancing, as what Apex always asks for, people-to-people connectivity. Now, China is no doubt Singapore's largest trading partner, as you mentioned earlier, but Singapore is also home to many American companies. What impact do you think the current U.S.-China tension will have on Singapore in the longer term? And what must we do to be ready should tensions worsen? There's a fundamental position that Singapore is trying to show to the rest of the world, especially to ASEAN members, that we will not choose that. Mm. And if any one of the big powers forces to choose side, it will be an outcome which they don't like. So what we can do, certainly, if we want to be a bridge, in other words, that we encourage U.S. multinationals to set up to operate in Singapore. You see recently some of the displaced companies and even electric cars. So European multinationals welcome too. So multinationals mm. from the West and from China. Yes, China is going to a structural change that they already said some of their manufacturing activities of the medium stream and downstream, they will move it to ASEAN. And Singapore must be the hub, not just the aviation hub, but logistic hub, transportation hub, and seaport hub, so that we establish ourselves really as a focus in Asia, not just ASEAN. So in that sense, we must have the best of both worlds. And we can do that if we are wise, and if we take a bit of risk, then we try to please both sides. Now, many people say that's difficult, but that's precisely how... You can do it. It's not easy. You need wisdom. And mm-hmm. I think in that sense, we are balancing quite well. Don't forget, our defense are very much uh, uh, Western and U.S. oriented. So it's not realistic for us to say, just choose China and forget about the United States or the European uh, MNC. And in fact, 
you should try to explain to them what our fundamental core interests. For example, we are for globalization. So any MNCs of anywhere is part of the globalization we support. We are for freedom of navigation. Anywhere, any any countries that help to promote freedom of navigation, we support. And we are for zero tolerance of corruption. Whether the company is Western or, or, or Asia, if you broke the rules, we charge you, you know, whether you are CEO of a bearing bank that we heard, you know, from the Great Britain. So these are core interests. Plus, any infrastructure development, such a bell road, we support, not because it's from China, mm. but because ASEAN needs it. Now, if U.S. come with the Belt Road Initiative, we should welcome, but they came with such a small amount, you see. So this is our core interest. It's not about choosing sides. The core interest that promotes Singapore and the regional stability and sustainability development. I think we should speak loud and clear. Thank you so much for your time this morning. We've been speaking with Dr. Tan Ki Gyap, Chairman of the Singapore National Committee for Pacific Economic Cooperation. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn. Have a good day. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.